Hi there, I'm Andy, a moon chasing, manifesting, wander lover, and feel good aficionado. Consider me your woo woo best friend. This show is a sacred space for ideas, concepts, and modalities that might be considered taboo, but that I personally find a great magic in. In these conversations, my mission is to inspire confidence, worth, and mystical thinking in our modern world. Let's get into it, shall we? Hey there, my friends. So this episode is another one of those topics that has been highly requested. We've had many DMs to the Instagram page for the show, which is your woo woo BFF. And I've had quite a few to my Instagram as well. And we've had emails asking for this topic. So it was high time we bring it to you. Can you guess what we're going to talk about today? Guesses, maybe. We're going to talk about the Saturn return. My guest today is Chelsea Jewell. You all know her and love her. She has been with us before. She's also one of the lead writers for wewegirl.com, our website for the modern mystic looking to explore new modalities and live a high vibrational and beautiful life. She creates amazing amazing content for the site. I always love what Chelsea brings to the table. And she's been on the show before, as I mentioned, and I had to have her back again when this topic came up. So what is a Saturn return, you might be asking? Your Saturn return is a period of about two and a half to three years when the planet Saturn returns to the position in the zodiac where it was at the moment you were born. That's all I'm going to say about it. We're going to get way into it in the episode. And if you're interested in learning more about what Chelsea does, we'll talk about that within the episode as well. But you can find her. She's an intuitive and karmic astrologer, a spiritual coach, and an intuitive mentor. You can find her on her Instagram page, which is chelseajewel33, or you can find her on her website at soulfuljourneycoaching.com. I'm actually taking one of her classes right now. It's an astrology course for readers, people who are interested in learning to read charts. And I love that actually one of our listeners to the show, you know who you are, is in the class with me and she found Chelsea's work because of the show. That makes me feel Amazing. I love hearing that. So let's get right into it. Welcome, my friend, teacher, beautiful, beautiful soul, Chelsea Jewell. Chelsea, welcome back to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here again with you. Yes, me too. I was just saying to you, you're the first person I've had on the show twice. And I'm so thrilled because anytime I get time with you, there's so much learning that happens. So <laughs> thank you. That's such an honor. And I'm very honored to be your first repeat guest. Yes. Yes. Well, I'm also taking your course right now. So, you know, I'm getting all sorts of extra time with you. So you have a course right now called Discover Your Stars, and I'm getting to take that course. Tell us about it before we get into the episode, just so anyone who's interested knows what you're up to. Yeah, well, I love having you in there. We just had our second class last night. It's a um, astrology course. It's an eight-week astrology course. And we go through like from the beginning and go all the way through uh, learning about the signs, the houses, the planets, and then really building on that to learn how to intuitively read a natal astrology chart. Um, so it's it's a live course right now, but later in the fall, I'm actually going to make it on demand. So anyone who's interested or feeling a pull to astrology, yeah, um, I think it's it's a really good tool for self discovery and like learning to get into intuitive work. Yeah, that's ooh, that's that's so much fun. I'm so excited. Yeah, I can't wait to get through the rest of it. And just each week, I'm it's. I, I had just come through a program that I'd been in. I don't know how many weeks it was. It started in March and I finished that up two weeks, three, two weeks ago. So when we started our class, 
It was also on Tuesday night. So I feel like Tuesday night is my education night. So it's been it's been so great coming out of that program and coming right into yours and that intuitive work is something I'm so interested in. So yeah, and something. I think, you know, I'm in your program too, the opulent shift. And this this is just like a confirmation for me. Like it's so important for me and my mentors and people that I learn from that they I see them also constantly learning. So I love that you have like this whole series of time on Tuesdays dedicated to always growing and learning. Yeah, I'm actually looking at a program for it would be spring of 2022 and it's it would it's a two week intensive so you go on site and you're completely disconnected for two weeks from everything outside of the outside of the training. So if I go wow. do this, it's in March, I would be two weeks, like just focused on the work. So I'm, I'm really interested in doing it. I'm, I'm working to see if I can, well, I'm working on a couple things. I'm working to sort out to see if I can actually go off grid completely for two weeks. And <laughs> that's just a challenge in itself. It's, it's, it's a nice challenge. It's a, I'm like taking it on as a, okay, what would it look like if I went off grid for two weeks? Like, how would I, how would I do this? And the possibility of learning in that way feels so incredible. Just what you could really accomplish in two weeks where you're only focused on that thing. So yeah, that that sounds yeah. magical. I don't even know like what the focus is, but I'm like, I want, I want to do that or like just create a retreat like that for <laughs> myself where I can do all my courses focused at yeah. once or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's a it's with the foundation for shamanic studies so it's a lot of energy medicine work so all sorts of things from shamanic journeying and uh, spirit work and all sorts of cool stuff so that sounds amazing and I love that for you I am and I'm sure everyone listening right now is like throwing all their positive energy behind this for you because <laughs> I that sounds incredible. <laughs> Yeah, I'll keep you guys posted. I'll keep you posted. So speaking of astrology, we're going to start with your big three. So we had you on before, and I know you've shared these with us before, but for anyone who has not yet listened to that episode or is just getting caught up, give it to us. What's your big three? I am a Scorpio rising, Leo sun, Sagittarius moon. So I have the two fire signs in there with Leo and Sag, and Scorpio is a water sign, but I call it like the most fiery water sign. So I feel like there's a lot of fire in there. But my Leo sun is the part of me that's like really uh, playful and outgoing and likes to be seen, likes to get a lot of validation. The Sagittarius moon is the part of me that is sort of like we're talking about this eternal learner and student and traveler and journeyer. And my Scorpio rising side is the part of me that is a bit more mysterious and intense and um your witchy side my, oh witchy my side. so my witchy side yeah <laughs> and like I also think of Scorpio as being very yeah. magnetic and I'm really reconnecting to that part of myself right now yeah I was telling you in our class last night that it's not that, like I didn't know this but I kind of had a, a re Remi like a reminding, I guess, a realization in a in a fresh way that my midheaven is Scorp is in Scorpio, and I was like, oh right, that's why I love the like work that I that I do. It totally makes sense, and <laughs> I think perhaps just the last time I really took a dive into that, I I don't know, I wasn't considering it in the same way I'm considering it now. So I'm, I'm like excited to explore that further. That Scorpio side of yeah, my work. That's that's what I love about astrology. It's sort of like that good book that you can pick up at different points throughout your life and have it give you new meaning every time. Every time I look at my chart, there's something like that that has a new layer of meaning or understanding. So that's so cool. Yeah. yeah this past year in 2020, there was two pieces of my chart that I was really focused on just having a deeper understanding of. And it was my Venus and Cancer and that was something that I, with, with my Capricorn rising, I can be 
very much, as you said in class last night, I can be very much in this CEO energy all the time. And so I really wanted to lean into that Venus, that Venus and cancer energy and really like move into that, like mothering soul, slowing down, like really allowing myself to tap into my intuition in a new way. So I was really focused on that. And then my North node in Libra, I feel like that piece of me in the last five years has really, I've really been shifting and moving closer to that true North energy that I have in Libra. And so I was really focused on that this past year too, looking at how I can further explore and be in my, just really be in that, in that Libra energy and, and everything that I'm up to. Yeah, that's so beautiful. The the North and South node are, they're lifelong lessons, right? But I feel like I am always, like anytime I'm triggered by something, one of my first instincts is to be like, is this a South node, North node thing? And like a lot of the time it is, but yeah. it's so, I feel it's so important for us to intentionally cultivate that North node energy in our lives. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely someone that growing up, maybe not when I was young, young, but when I was like as a teenager and certainly in my twenties, I definitely had a temper. I definitely had that Aries <laughs> fire and it takes, it would take something incredibly, incredibly just ugly to get me to that level of, of energy now and I can totally see that shift that now I'm like, okay, I can sit, I can sit in the middle of things and look at all angles, even if it's something directed at me. I'm like, yeah, okay, I, I can sit here and just really see all the perspectives of this and like find the balance energy within me to process through things in a way that 10, 15 years ago, I was like, no, that was not, not even kind of. So yeah. I noticed that shift from Aries to Libra in a big way. I just, what just came up for me when you're saying that is like, look at the recent example of what happened with the Wee Wee blog and the plagiarism, uh, the taking of yeah. copy from yeah. Bella Hadid and like how you handled that. That is like, like if you think about how you may have handled a situation like that, that could have been like, or really was so triggering in a lot of ways uh, in that Aries South Node energy, it would have been like to fight, to defend, to like, maybe resort to that anger yeah. initially, but I could tell just from the way you handled it. And I'm getting chills right now, even if like, you could tell you were being so intentional with how you addressed it and presented it and kept your energy like peaceful and harmonious about it. Yeah. And, and I did feel that way completely. And I, yeah. I, I didn't notice that shift when it was happening, but I was like, okay, well, Let's just see what we what, let's just see what can come out of this that is on the light side of things even though it's clearly something that started from a place of it was it was a mistake it was an it was it was a mistake and I didn't believe there was ugliness intended and even when it took several days before it was addressed I I still was like there's no ugliness intended in this and yeah. I need to have some patience in how this gets resolved and trust that it will get resolved. And she said to me in the conversation that we had that she, she said, thank you for seeing me. And, um, that makes me want to cry. She was, she was, I know, I know. I, I felt that way too. I was like, oh gosh. Yeah. And it occurred to me that probably most, most experiences she's had like this. I mean, I don't know if she's had many experiences exactly like this, but that there's probably a lot of like kind of anger or mm -hmm. nastiness or assumptiveness directed yes. at her. And I was like, yeah, girl, it was a mistake. And I'm, I'm excited that you're interested in this, this conversation and this topic. And I want you to talk about this topic and I want you to do it in a way that's full of integrity. So here's how you yeah. do that. She was like, yes, got it. Totally. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually using like oh my. perfectly blending I feel like the most positive aspects of Aries and Libra in that situation like you're still protecting and defending yourself and your work and that of the people who work on your site yeah. too but not in that like um maybe like gut instinct way of Aries that's that jumps to assumptions and assumes 
malintent and all of these things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's it's a nice feeling to be in that Libra energy these days, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to talk today. The whole intention of having you back is to talk about Saturn returns. And we have a lot of listeners who have sent messages in when we've done some polling and asked for um, ideas around what they'd like to hear. A lot of folks are saying, tell me about my Saturn return. Let's talk about Saturn returns and what this means and what 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 it looks like to be in a Saturn return time. So we're going to get into that. So let's start with what is a Saturn return? Yes, such an exciting and super relevant topic, even if you're not in your Saturn return right now. So your Saturn return is a period of time. It's also sort of like a rite of passage that happens every 29 to 30 years. So you go through your first one when you're around the age of like 28 and a half to 30. It's when um, Saturn in the sky, like as it moves around the sun, comes back to the placement where it was at the time of your birth. So it comes back to be in the same sign that it was in at the time you were born. And Saturn is like, we're going to talk about sort of what the vibration of Saturn is, but in a nutshell, Saturn is like the school teacher that gives you lots of lessons and brings you lots of um, sort of tests and things to grow through. So the times of our Saturn returns, again, the first one's at around 30, the second one at around 60. And then some people, if you live to be around 90, you go through a final one. But um, it's always these times of sort of learning lots of lessons, really strengthening your commitment to basically things on your life path, depending on where Saturn is in your chart. So if you were born around, what is it, like 1991 to 1993-ish, then you... Is that right? Am I doing my math right? So if you're if you're around that age, right? Like what is it? Like 27, 28 to 30ish, then you yep. you were likely in your first Saturn return now. Exactly. Yep. And those all of those people are going through their Saturn return in the sign of Aquarius. It may fall it'll fall in a different house for each of you and that's where being able to have your exact birth time to pull up your birth chart is really useful. Mm. Okay. So for those folks, Saturn return is happening in Aquarius, and that's going to be really different from a Saturn return in Capricorn, for example. Exactly. Yeah. And we actually have a post up on your site um, that I wrote recently that um, I'm sure we'll get into some of this. We probably won't have time to go through like all of the signs and houses, but that post has really good information on a breakdown of where Saturn is and what it means uh, in each of the houses and each of the signs. So you can go look that up for your specific chart. Yeah, we'll put it in the show notes. That post is called Seven Tips to Master Your Saturn Return. That's the one, right, Chelsea? Uh, that's a good one. There's another one we did oh, wait, right we after have, that. We have another one, too. Yeah, yeah. the what yeah. you can learn from your Saturn okay, Return. So let's pull that one, too. Yeah what you can learn from your Saturn return. Okay, so we're going to put both of those in the show notes. Yeah, I forgot we had both of these on the site. Ooh, such good stuff. Such <laughs> good stuff. Okay, so let's start with let's start with this. What are some of the misconceptions of a Saturn return experience? Yeah. Well, this is a great place to start because a lot of people have heard about Saturn return and there is a lot of fear and anxiety around it, which is kind of funny and ironic because Saturn, its energy as a planet represents our fears um, and anxieties a lot of times. But a big misconception is that during your Saturn return, your whole life is going to fall apart. Um, That's definitely not true. And the way I really like to describe Saturn and Saturn returns is it is a big sort of reality check. And I learned this from one of my favorite astrology teachers, Stephen Forrest. He has a lot of really great books. And in his book, The Changing Sky, he gives this great example or like this great metaphor of a Saturn return being like, he uses the example of 
a, let's say, a young boy who grows up from zero to 30 wanting to be a rock star and wanting to, like, have this fame and fortune and be on stage, his first Saturn return comes up, and this is the first sort of, like, major meeting between his dream and what is actually realistic. Um, So his dreams may need to be tempered a little bit, and maybe he ends up becoming a music teacher, or maybe he goes to work at a music studio, or he takes his, like, childhood dreams and his love for music and kind of compromises and collaborates with reality and with the universe to make it a tangible dream and a tangible reality. So does that, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't mean you can't become a rock star, but it also means you can apply the passions that you have in a way that can be sustainable for your, for your life should the rock star moment not happen exactly how you thought it might when you were 14 and like jamming out in your bedroom, you can still apply that love of music in a way that is you're a rock star in your own, in your own space, like in your own circle. Yeah. Yeah. And that word you use sustainable is a big key word, like uh, sustainable discipline commitment. Those are all uh, keywords associated with Saturn and sort of on that topic when I don't really like to use the terminology like a failed Saturn return, but just for the context of um, making this conversation a bit more tangible, the way I describe it to people of how it could look to have a quote, quote, failed Saturn return could look two different ways. One would be that you, um, and and, in both ways, it looks like a a botched or a failed collaboration with the universe. So in the first way that you could fail a Saturn return, it would look like letting the universe and reality completely steamroll you. And this would look like in this example of the boy growing up to be a rock star, it would look like, well, this is just not realistic. I'm just going to go be an accountant, even though I know my soul is Mm. going to die every day inside a cubicle and like, but it's safe and stable and I guess my dreams don't really matter at all. The other alternative of like a quote, quote, failed Saturn return would be the opposite where you are just trying to push and force your dreams with no regard for any of the messages or attempted redirections that the universe is sending you. And that's when you get a lot of these sort of um, like almost Saturn return horror stories of like your, your basement floods and ruins all your guitars or like, the venue uh, drops you and like all of these things. Yeah, got it. Yeah, and that's uh, that's really helpful. And yeah, I think that that misconception of like, okay, I'm going through my Saturn return and everything is going to just be a disaster for the, a couple of years is very real out there. And I feel like it's probably why we got so many messages is people are like terrified of like what's going <laughs> to happen or like what did happen? What was that? when they look back on it. And I, of course, live with someone who just came through theirs, Ben just, just came through his Saturn return. So I feel really, I feel like it was fortunate for him to know what was going on while it was happening. Like he had a, because he were, he's my partner. He had a high level of awareness of, okay, we're in Saturn return time. Like, let's see, let's see how I'm going to incorporate my dreams and the things that I love. And he, it's funny enough, as we're talking about a boy growing up wanting to be a rock star, that's very (laughs) much him. He's a musician and he was in the experience for the 10 years leading up to his Saturn return of touring, playing music nonstop all around the world, you know, playing in every, you know, on every continent, but maybe Antarctica, you know, really was doing it. And now as he's coming through that, he actually just made a decision not to go back on tour because he has some new interests that have, and it was a big tour that he just said no to like a really big tour, but he's like, you know, I'm really loving the creative process of being in the studio and I'm getting to like really tap in and tune into my, my creative side in a new way. And so while would he love to be a rock star? absolutely but does he love the opportunity to be creative and tune into that intuition that he can 
bring forward in a studio setting? And can he come home every night and like be in his own bed? And Mm -hmm. is that important to him too? Yes. And that's an awareness that he had during that time. So, yeah. And it's like, he's still living his dream and his creative Mm -hmm. passions are still alive. It's just, he's had this realization of like, oh, maybe, maybe I can do this in a different way. Yeah, no, that's a really good point because that's another thing the Saturn return is all about. It's not all about like, um, again, shattering your dreams or even tempering them down to like the most minuscule. It's really sort of what you were just saying, like about refining your dreams, aligning them to make sure they're really in integrity with your values and clearing away. um, And it's also about like, commitment. So that example with Ben is perfect. Like, what are you really wanting to commit to here? For him, it's more about his creativity and his creative process than parts of the lifestyle that would come with that dream that was maybe a part of when he was younger. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And it doesn't mean it's an easy decision to make. I mean, him deciding Mm -hmm. that he wasn't going to go back on tour right now and he was going to focus on being in the studio wasn't an easy decision to make because he loves performing. He loves being on stage. He loves all of that. But he's also like, I've done that for 10 years of my life. And it's not that I can't ever do it again, but it's, I'm really feeling this pull to a new way of showing up as a musician. And so, but it wasn't an, an easy decision to make at all. And I think that that's probably something to be prepared for during a Saturn return time is that decisions aren't going to necessarily be easy, but we have a great opportunity to really listen to our own, to our inner wisdom and see Mm -hmm. what really shows up for us. Yeah. Inner wisdom is another great term to use with Saturn return. And you're right. There are a lot of rewards that come out of a Saturn return too. It's not all just about, um, clearing away and facing tests and blocks. It is about that sort of um, longevity and the rewards that come out of those things that we decide to commit to. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. So next question. So if someone's like, okay, I got it. I, I understand the misconceptions. I'm ready to like really have a good understanding of what to expect how does someone find their find out what their Saturn return is in regards to which sign and house it will fall in? How do they know that information? Yes. So to if you have your exact birth time, I know some people don't for various reasons. Um, actually, that's sorry. If you don't have your exact birth time, you can still... Um, Either enter your birthday and the location of your birth in a astrology chart generator site. I like to use astro.com, um, A-S-T-R-O.com, and it's free. Um, you can just put in for your birth time if you don't know it, like 12 p.m. or something, and it will at least tell you the sign that Saturn was in at the time you were born. If you do have your exact birth time, you can use a chart like that. I mean, a site like that, astro.com, and enter your specific birth time as well. And when you pull up your chart, the way you see, um, it's sort of hard to describe, I guess, the symbol of what Saturn looks like, but it'll show up as an actual symbol in like the astrology wheel. You're going to see the sign that it's in that's on the outer circle of the chart. That represents the sign your Saturn is in. And then the little slice of pi that it's in in the chart. So the numbered slices of pi, the numbers that are closest to the center there, tells you the house number that it's in. So once you have that information, you're going to look up those two different things. The sign that your Saturn's in and what that means. You can do that in that blog post we are talking about. Um, and then the house number that your Saturn is in. Perfect. So, okay. So again, so anybody that's now finding that information and you want to go check the blog post to get really detailed, the blog post is on WeWe and it's called What You Can Learn From Your Saturn Return Interpretation for Each Sign and House. So let's look at yours, Chelsea, and let's look at mine and talk through, let's talk through those to get some, some context around this from both of our perspectives. How about that? 
Awesome. Yep. I have both of our charts up. Where do you want to start? Okay. Let's start with yours. Let's start with you. Okay. So my Saturn in my chart is in Capricorn and in my third house. So Capricorn is, uh, Saturn is uh, the ruler of the sign Capricorn. So they have very similar energies. So Capricorn is a lot about the way we work, our inner authority, um, what we are committed to. And the third house is a lot about the way, like our mindset, the way we think, the way we communicate, the way we perceive the world. And for sure, those were what a lot of my Saturn return lessons were centered around. I ended up having at the end of my Saturn return, a huge career shift. And that's that sort of um, result of committing to something else, like seeing that what I was committed to in corporate marketing as a career was not fully aligned with my soul and where I wanted to take the next chapter of my life. And I also have some stories to share of how like Saturn in the universe sort of made me realize that because I wasn't super aware of Saturn return at the time. Um, but yeah, I had a lot of lessons around all of these things around communicating with others, um, how I choose to see the world and how I choose to see myself, my sort of self as an achiever and um, a contributor to the workplace. Interesting. So yours being in Capricorn, do, do, do you feel like having a Saturn return in Capricorn, there's going to be a whole lot more stuff that comes up around work since Capricorn is such a sign of that sort of achievement versus perhaps a Saturn return in Pisces, for example? I think so. And I think that's why a lot of people, like a lot of millennials my age who have just recently gone through their first Saturn return in Capricorn, there's so many of us redefining the way we work by being digital nomads. Yeah, it a makes lot so more, much sense. Yeah. yeah, like so many more entrepreneurs, um, just people. And a lot of this um, has been born out of the last couple of years as a result of these Saturn returns, like people recommitting to different paths and how we decide to look at work. It really makes so much sense that Saturn return in Capricorn would most definitely influence a whole a whole group of people in that time period to be thinking differently about work and i think about like from a corporate environment standpoint it's like would be really nice for the folks that make make up the decision making population of corporate corporate experiences to know this about this group <laughs> of people that have just come through their saturn return at that time yeah so oh my interesting. God, I so agree. So interesting. <laughs> right? Like if if you were, if you're like the director of HR at a company, it's like, let's just look and see what's going on with this group of people at this particular period of time. I don't know that any company does that. You know, maybe there will be companies that start to do that as we like move into this new age and new way of thinking. But yeah, it would make such a difference in having an understanding of how people feel inspired to be a part of the workplace. Yeah. And it also would shift, I think, a lot of the perspectives of, uh, I mean, I personally love being a millennial, but millennials get a lot of crap for um, their attitudes in the workplace, especially, and like sort of the demands we make. But having this understanding, like you're saying, if you work in HR or you're a leader in the corporate world is like, okay, maybe they're not just being entitled brats maybe there's some validity to this and maybe like this is coming from a deeper yeah. place and it's like being societally driven <laughs> yeah it's like okay maybe they're not being entitled at all maybe they just have a value that looks different than spending all of their time in this particular structure exactly yeah I just got chills again yeah makes yeah makes total sense makes total sense <laughs> Okay. So then, okay. So then let's look at my chart and we'll talk about my Saturn return. Okay. I can, do you want me to like, um, break down sort of what my interpretation would be and you can let me know how it showed up for you during your Sure. Okay. <laughs> Definitely. So you're, let's do it. So your Saturn is in Leo in the eighth house. Mm -hmm. So 
Saturn and Leo would bring a lot of lessons up around personal identity, around um, creativity, Mm -hmm. self-expression. The eighth house has a lot to do with intimacy, vulnerability, really digging in deep and committing to understand your psyche, your shadows, and sort of the common area between these two that I see is like the getting over the fear of being seen. Leo wants to be seen um, in a certain way, and the eighth house wants to be seen in a very intimate and vulnerable way. So when you mix those two together, it brings up a lot of um, lessons and commitment to like really letting yourself be seen for who you are on a deep soul level. And that includes seeing yourself that way too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, certainly that all aligns with what was going on in my life at that time. So I was coming through a very long-term relationship and I I could see so clearly that that relationship was not right for me anymore around that time period. And a part of that, when I think back on it, interestingly enough, is it was, it was not, it was, there was not a relationship I should have been in for as long as I was, but that partner really had an issue with me wanting to be seen. It was like, it was kind of this like, kind of this relationship of like, if you shine too much, you take away my shine. It was a lot of insecurity Mm. on his part, but it was very much like when I would kind of step into that, he was like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, that's not really like, calm down. You need to, you need to dial it back. And I was starting to have these ideas around, um, I hadn't started wee wee yet, but I started wee wee it's been almost 10 years since I started the blog and it looked really different. in the initial, in the first, you know, when it first started the initial phases of it, it, it actually, before it had, we, we, I had another blog before that called the sweetheart social club. And it was my first time stepping into something in which I was like kind of putting myself, my work, my writing, my interests out there. And that was, really scary to be doing that. It was back in like, I mean, this was well over 10 years ago. So it was like back in a time in which there wasn't a lot of people quite doing that yet. And we certainly didn't have social media and all of that. And so I had, I had some detractors that were like, why are you like putting your personal reflections on a website for people to read? That feels Mm -hmm. weird. Like you're not a Mm -hmm. journalist. So what, what are you doing exactly? So I know there were people back then that were like using live journal and things like that. And I just, I had a, my, my little blog was on a Tumblr page and it was just like whatever I was feeling and thinking in those moments. So that was starting to happen. And I was having this awareness of, I'd been working for in a, in a corporate environment, but I was, I was really acknowledged in that company and really given an opportunity to grow. And so I loved being there, but I was having this awareness that I was really good at doing my job for someone else for, I was really good at creating things that made their world better, but I wasn't, I was starting to have this awareness that I didn't know how it made me a better human being that I was just mm-hmm. good at doing something for somebody else and that that there was this opportunity for me to do something that was more aligned with who I wanted to be and what my mission was. And I wasn't quite sure what that was yet, but I was very much like, I don't want to just be really great for somebody else for my whole life. This feels like that would be a waste of possibility. So that's where I was at around that time. Wow, that's... All of those things you just said, I'm like, yes, this is perfect example and embodiment of Saturn Return and Leo. And I think it's actually, I feel like that um, explanation and story is going to help a lot of people maybe understand part of their, I mean, Saturn Return better because those lessons you faced of the detractors that came in from your blog, even that relationship, those came in as lessons to help you strengthen that self-worth to help you strengthen your resolve to understand and cultivate and share your voice. Again, that like quote, quote, failed Saturn return would have looked like you taking those lessons from the universe and being like, I guess this means I'm not supposed to share my voice and I'm not supposed to shine. And I guess this is all coming to 
kind of put me back in my place. And that's not Leo energy. And that's not what Saturn was trying to do for you. So (laughs) I think that's so beautiful. It's, uh, yeah, looking back on it, it, it feels pretty, it feels pretty wild because, you know, I think when people, when people think about blogs today as, as using that example, so many folks have blogs. It's like a very normal thing. Everybody's on social media. Putting yourself out there in some way is something that pretty much everybody does if you have a Instagram or a TikTok or whatever it might be. But yeah, back then, this idea that I was going to, and like, it, there was no, there was no consideration that it would be something that could become a part of my career in any regard. When I was like running this Sweetheart Social Club Tumblr page, it was literally my writing or it was these weird editorial, (laughs) it's like very weird editorial fashion collaborations I was doing with like, my local friends who were like makeup <laughs> artists and fashion designers. And we were like just photographing these like storylines that we were creating for fun. Like, and we weren't submitting the images to anyone. We were literally just doing it for fun and posting them on my Tumblr page. And that was, that was it. Like that was, I was like, this is ju- literally just for the sake of creative expression. That mm-hmm. is it. Mm-hmm. And now when I look back, I'm like, that was how this career that I have now that I shifted into now, really, that's where it started at that time. Yeah. That, and that's what Saturn does too. It helps you build those foundations that you may not even realize that you're doing it or what you're building a foundation for, but it's more about building the foundation on those like values and principles and like um, inner resources for yourself, like being able to, you were like testing and experimenting with what your voice wanted to sound like and what felt good to you and what felt even that Leo energy of like fun and playful while still being at sometimes like having the vulnerability and sort of intimacy of the eighth house in there. Yeah, totally. Oh, so so such good stuff. So wild. So wild. Okay. So for, yeah, go ahead. You have something you were thinking of. Um, I could see it. <laughs> well, I just wanted to add a little story from my Saturn return to of, um, I mentioned yeah. like I had the universe, uh, give me that sort of what I was saying at the beginning, give me some of those redirections. Um, if it's okay for me to share like what that looked like for me. So, um, please. Okay. So mine, you know, like I said, mine had a lot to do with my career. I had been working in corporate marketing for 10 plus years. And while I was in my Saturn return, I had my dream job. I was working for Coca-Cola. I was traveling around the world. I was working on a soccer campaign and I've played soccer since I was six. You couldn't have written a better job for me. And I knew it was coming to an end after the project and I was going to get laid off. And people told me throughout this whole time, like, don't worry about getting laid off. Like you have Coca-Cola and the FIFA World Cup on your resume. You're going to be able to get a job anywhere. It's like having Harvard on your resume or something. So it's like, cool, I'm not that worried about it. And then a lot of shifts happened during and after that project where I started to feel like what I didn't know at the time were effects of this Saturn return pulling me more towards my soul career. And I was like, you know, this was a great experience. Part of me still did not feel fulfilled by it in the end. And so it's so interesting because after that job ended and I got laid off, I got a new job immediately, but it wasn't like the right job. So I was still applying for lots of jobs in corporate marketing, trying to get back into sports marketing that I thought was going to like fill me back up again. And it was this is what I mean by like Saturn return, Saturn in the universe during this time are going to be guiding you and directing you through these experiences. I applied to all of these companies where I had like direct connections to, and they were like, I should have been able with this experience on my resume to get in the door like that. And I was not even hearing back. People were not even emailing me back. And I was like, what is going on? I was like at the beginning of my (laughs) spiritual awakening. And so I had a hunch that it was 
energetic and something bigger. But I was like, this is wild. Like every, I, everyone told me I'd be able to get a job anywhere. And like, these places are not even seeing me like, this is crazy. And that was an example of the universe and Mm -hmm. Saturn directing me to like dig deeper and like corporate marketing is not where it's at for you anymore. Not because you're not good at it, but because it's not what's going to bring you that long-term fulfillment. So I just like to share that story because a lot of times when those things happen, we can um, take them really personally and think it says something negative about us. But again, that's not like the, the intention of your Saturn return. It's to guide you on that most soul aligned path. Completely. It's such a good life lesson too, to remember that the universe always inherently has our highest good in mind. And so when we feel like we're running up against a wall sometimes, and that something's just a complete challenge for us, and we don't get why it's happening, we maybe aren't going to get why it's happening until we get on the other side of it. And then Mm -hmm. we can look back and be like, oh, well, that's, of course, I didn't get those jobs in corporate marketing, because I'm supposed to be doing this. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Only can really see that and make, have it make sense in retrospect. Totally. Yeah. Okay. So I want to do this while with the time that we have left, I want to run through each sign and give us one lesson. How do you feel about this? Give us one lesson for each sign for that particular Saturn return. So we'll go Saturn and Aquarius, one lesson, Saturn and Pisces, one lesson. And then if you want to go deeper, as we mentioned, go get over on the blog. There's a lot more information, or you can always book a reading with Chelsea. That's always a really good option. (laughs) Totally. Love that idea. Okay. Yes. Okay. All right. So we'll start with Saturn and we'll start with Saturn and Aquarius. We'll start there. One lesson. One lesson around finding liberation from old structures that are not working anymore in your life or in the collective. Got it. Okay. Saturn and Pisces. Lessons around your spiritual connection and your subconscious mind. Mm, Yes. All right. We'll go to the top of the chart. Saturn and Aries. Lessons around cultivating your sense of independence and your courage when faced with stress or fear. Got it. Okay. Saturn and Taurus. Lessons around your self-worth, your personal values, and the gifts and talents that you have and how you want to use them and put them into the world. Hmm. I love that. Okay. Saturn and Gemini. Lessons around how you communicate and your mindset and how your mindset influences every part of your life. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Saturn and Cancer. This can show up. it can show up in a, all of these can show up in multiple ways. The ones that, the one that is jumping out to me for cancer is lessons around your inner world and your emotional experience, how you process and move through your emotions and let yourself feel your feelings. Beautiful. Saturn and Leo, which we talked about mine, but what's a good mm-hmm. lesson for our Saturn and Leo folks? lesson around cultivating your unique identity and letting yourself, excuse me, really be seen for that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was such a good lesson for me. (laughs) Such a big one. Okay. Saturn and Virgo. Lessons around, hmm, how do I want to say this? I want to say less uh, Saturn return in Virgo uh, lessons around perfectionism because you have the ability to very clearly see the ideal, but how do you not let that cripple you with anxiety around not being there at the perfect ideal? How do you let that, how do you Mm -hmm. allow that to move you forward instead of hold you back? Got it. 
Oh, that's so good. So good. Okay. Saturn and Libra. Definitely lessons around relationships, but really this is not just lessons around romantic relationships, but how you relate to others and cultivate a sense of yourself while you are in relationships. Mm. Okay. Saturn and Scorpio. Um, lessons around understanding your psyche and your shadow, sort of like we were talking about with yours in the eighth house, um, and overcoming a fear of intimacy, which again can be an intimacy, like understanding of yourself and with others. Got it. Yeah. Saturn and Sagittarius. Lessons around your beliefs and how you want to integrate and embody your belief system in the world while still staying open to other perspectives. And Saturn and Capricorn, back to you. Mm -hmm. Lessons around work and owning your sense of inner authority so that I think the biggest lesson, actually, I would say for Saturn and Capricorn is to not be defined by your achievements or your work, to find a sense of fulfillment from those things without being defined by them. Got it. Yeah. And when I think about you as someone with a Saturn and Capricorn, just knowing you and how just naturally naturally connected you are to what you teach and to what you do, it's almost mind-blowing to think that this wasn't always what you did, (laughs) that you were in a completely different career and that during this Saturn return time for you, you followed those maybe not so subtle hints that were like, (laughs) you're not going to be doing corporate marketing anymore. You're going to go do something else, but you really followed it. And now it's like, just knowing you, it's so you're so gifted and it just like channels through you so naturally that it's like, well, of course this is the work you're supposed to be doing. And if you had allowed yourself to stay on that path of like, I got to like be the best in sports marketing and I need to be like, it's got to be like FIFA world cup and Coca-Cola all the time. And like, it has to be whatever is the next level of that. And we wouldn't have had a chance to like experience these gifts that you obviously had inside of you all along. It would have been, that would have been a damn tragedy. That would have been a failed Saturn return. Exactly. But wow. Thank you so much for saying that. I fully received that. And that is like the nicest compliment I feel like I could receive. Thank you so much. Of course. Of course. Okay. So for our listeners, anyone who wants more tips on mastering your Saturn return, we have that blog post as well. We have the What You Can Learn from Your Saturn Return blog post, both written by Chelsea, both over on wewegirl.com. We'll link both of those in the show notes. And we're going to close with our five questions. I asked you these when we were together for the show last time. So it'll be interesting to see what's shifted, what new things have come up for you. So we'll start with the first question, which is tell us about an object or a charm that is special to you. This is the one that is still the same. And it's this gold ring that I wear every day unless I'm in the ocean. It was my grandfather's prep school ring. And he passed away when I was in college. Mm -hmm. And I received this ring. And it just really makes me feel connected to him and very protected and even connected to like the spirit realm in a sense. Beautiful. What is a book that changed your life? Okay, so I thought of a different book. I'm actually in the middle of reading it right now. And I am going to post about this at some point when I finish it, because this book, as I'm reading it, I'm like, this is the best book I've ever read for increasing my intuition. And it has nothing to do on the surface with intuition. It's called Improv Wisdom. Um, I'm going to have to find the woman's name. I can't remember who it's by, but it takes all of these principles from improv and theater and I like doing what I do. I'm applying it to letting myself be more in the flow with giving readings, 
um, even overcoming like perfectionist tendencies. It has for anyone who's interested in all of these things you talk about on your podcast, the woo woo world, increasing their intuition, even though this book doesn't market itself as an intuition development book, it is the best book I think I've read so far for cultivating a deeper sense and a, a deeper relationship with your intuition. Oh, I love it. Okay. It's, it's Improv Wisdom by Patricia Ryan Madsen. I see it on, on yes. the uh, internets Thank and you. I will link it in the show notes also. Yes, for sure. Okay. All right. Number three, tell me about an experience or moment that changed your life in a profound way. Okay. So I was thinking about a different one from the first time. And actually, um, I just had one last night and I had what can only be described, I think, as like a soul retrieval. I, um, I don't know exactly what sparked it. I, I I was really trying to get in my heart and just like feel a lot because so much has been coming up for all of us lately. And I ended up, music is something that really brings me to profound moments in my life. And I ended up coming back to all of these songs and this playlist I had had from some years in high school right before. I feel like um, a piece or pieces of my soul like, were cut off from me. And so I had this moment last night where I reconnected just through listening to music from those years right before all of that happened, where I like remembered myself in this way I had forgotten about. And I reconnected with a part of my soul that I had like forgot was there. And it's, it's a moment I don't fully, I mean, I am obviously still processing it. It just happened last night, but, um, it was, it's a moment I don't fully know how to describe, but like I said, it feels like a part of my soul that had been blocked off a little bit returned to me just through the power of music. Wow. Oh, so special. Music can do so much. That's just amazing. So magical. Okay. What is something that you do for your health and wellness? That's number four. Something that I have just started doing recently um, has been to have many dance parties by myself. And part of this is to cultivate a stronger relationship with my body and sort of let my body lead me because my body has taken the back seat in the conversation with myself for a long time. So these little dance parties are really good ways for me to shake off stagnant energy, to move through emotions and to let my body lead me. Yes. So when we were on the Tulum retreat, which you'll definitely be coming to one of the future retreats, yes. I know you were, our travel schedules weren't aligning, but we, we had an embodiment dance class, like the second day, one of our, one of the women that joined us for the retreat, she's an embodiment dance teacher. And so I had, we had worked out a plan where she was going to teach a class on day two. So we did an embodiment dance class on day two. And then the rest of the week, everyone was like, we have to do this every day. So then every night after dinner, we we would have dinner and then we would do our meditation practice because we had a, a, a meditation practice each evening. And then we went down to the beach and it was just like full on, like get in your body and like move. And it was amazing. I love that so much, the dance party. And we do it in Colt Laloon too. It's something we do in the lunar living practice. So yeah, yeah, I find that to be such a powerful practice for our wellness in more ways than one, many more ways than one. I can't wait to join for one of the next retreats because that practice alone just sounds yeah. like so magical and fun to me. Yeah, it was awesome. And and it was like, we all were like submitting songs that we wanted to, it was, it was so good. Yeah. It was good. Yes. You'll have to of course, you will be there when we have the next one. We will make that happen. Yes. Okay. Um, tell me about a moment that you knew magic was real. I was telling you before we started, I feel like I need to get better about writing these down because I tell my clients all the time that they need to write down all these synchronistic moments. And I have stopped doing that, but um, for a good reason, because I feel like they happen a lot to me these days um, because I look for them very intentionally. I think what is coming to mind is having done this work that I'm doing of, um, especially I've seen this magic come up in past life readings and healings that I do where the emotions that come up and are released in these, and then the, 
things that end up happening and aligning for my clients afterwards are so magical and not always in the prettiest way, but like there was one I'm thinking of where we released an old soul pattern that had manifested in this lifetime with uh, an ex-partner of hers. And she told me like, I think it was the next day after our healing together, um, they hadn't spoken in like eight months or something after they'd been engaged. And he reached out to her like within hours of us doing that healing. And it was um, not like for them to get together or anything, but it was just like the effects of the immediate effects of the energy having been cleared and removed and healed was really crazy to, to be a part of and to see. Wow. Yeah. And how, how good for her to feel like I've released this. And then when he does reach back out, then it's like, I'm, I've released it. So now I can be in whatever conversation comes up because it's like, yeah, I'm good. It, it's not holding yeah. that charge, yeah. that same charge for me anymore. It's, it's very like liberating. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so good. Okay. My friend that wraps us up for today. So give us the lowdown on where everyone can find your work. We've talked about obviously on weewegirl.com. You also have your website, Instagram, give us all, all the good stuff. Yes. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on again. I love every conversation I get to have with you. And I especially love these where other people get to hear our magical, mystical conversations and be a part of them. Um, I am on Instagram at ChelseaJewel33. And my website is called soulfuljourneycoaching.com. And yeah, I always love, you've actually brought like a lot of people into my life that I feel like are soul connections and soul sisters. So I love connecting with anyone who has an interest in any of these things and listening to your podcast. Awesome. Yay. All right. I will see you again super soon. I feel like we get to see each other in some way or another, like on on the weekly, on the regular. So (laughs) I will see you again super soon. Until then, thank you so much for talking all things Saturn Return with me today. And until until you're back again on the podcast, I'll see you in all sorts of other ways between now and then. Thank you, Andy. Bye, everyone. You bet. Bye. Big love, big thank you to Chelsea for joining us today. A couple of quick notes. We have so much happening for the fall. We have a big list of workshops coming up. We have an Ageless Beauty workshop that's coming up this fall. We have a Kundalini 101 workshop that's coming up, a manifestation workshop that's an eight-track course. Really excited to get that to you. Colt Laloon continues this fall and winter. We start that class over again every single month. And if you haven't yet joined us for a session of Colt Laloon, it's $57. That's the price right now as I'm recording this. And so I highly encourage you to come and check it out. You get 29 days of journal prompts. You get four weeks worth of breath work and meditation practices that you can do at your own pace. You get a playlist of music to move to. We encourage dancing as often as possible. You get a ritual to practice each week. We have an Instagram live session for the private. It's a private group that we do the session with. So you get this little private gathering each week plus two Zoom sessions full moon circle, which is open to everyone, but then a new moon circle, which is available only to the Colt Loon course students. It is such a good value. It's the reason I keep that course so low in price is because honestly, I truly love creating it so much and it helps to create accountability for me doing the practices with you all every month. So I just love it. We also have our membership enrollment open for sea changers the community circle for soul-led women in business and within that community we have quite a few offerings for the fall as well so if you're a soul-led woman in business and would like to come and check out what we're doing over there feel free to message me and i can tell you more about it or go check out the instagram page which is seachangers.co 
As always, the best way to support us here at Your Woo Woo BFF is to subscribe to the show. It just takes a second and it means the world to us. And leave us a review. If you haven't yet left us a review, we love it when you do so. We love to share them on social. Sometimes I read them here. Leave us a review and then post it and tag us so we can see it. Next week on the show, one of my team members, Adair Smithwick, is joining us. We wanted to do this episode because, frankly, Adair, when she joined my team, was very new to many of these practices. And I wanted to have a conversation with her after traveling with her in Tulum and being a part of her first experiences into quite a few of the rituals and ceremonies that we practiced at the Tulum retreat. And what I love about this episode is if you are brand new to the Woo, Adair is going to take you through what it was like for her to find her way in. And she's also really funny. So everybody at the retreat was like, you got to have Adair on the show. She's great. We want more of Adair. Okay, that's it for today. We are complete. Much love. Have a beautiful rest of your week and I'll see you super soon.